So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation. Boy, I have a great guest today coming from Timodium, Maryland. I got Mr. Jonathan Kirk on the line. And Jonathan runs a business with his brother in a partnership. And, um, you know, he's got an interesting way that him and his brother do this. I think it's great for people listening that are thinking about how to partner or how to take more time off or how to balance their business. Also has had incredible growth recently and uh, is is doing flips as well and uh, doing all kinds of stuff. And he's definitely a real estate agent that's out there that you want to follow. So uh, without further ado, Jonathan, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, thanks for having me on, man. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today, my friend. Hey, buddy, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Cool. So got into the business uh, late 2011, started with a, a big team here in Baltimore as a buyer's agent. First year in the business, sold 19 houses um, just by you know being in open houses and getting belly to belly to people. Um, realized that you know, I had some good you know, clientele and I could you know, go down and start my own business. Moved to Baltimore City from the county. I was single and a bachelor at that time. And that's when the Kirk Home Group was born um, skidded by coasting for the first year, really didn't you know, understand how the business was coming to me. Um, and then finally in 2014, when I found out I was going to be a father for the first time, I was forced to look at my books and I was like, wow, you know, I have no listings. I have no money, nothing to show for anything. And I'm going to be a father. So that was when I remember in October of 2014, I made the decision to start prospecting and take my business very seriously. Went down to family reunion, Keller Williams, 2015, and sat in Ben Kinney's 500 listing class. Saw his listing presentation, was mind blown. And after feeling the pain of losing um, a couple listings without having a presentation, I got a bulletproof listing presentation. And that's when I came back and really started turning the heat up. Took about 45 listings that year, all expired, sold 38 of them. Uh, the following year, 2016, took 60 expireds, sold 45 of them. And ever since, you know, I've really just been trying to find my bearings with managing the prospecting side to the admin operation side. And about eight, nine months ago, I finally officially partnered with my brother, Brandon, who is my 50-50 partner. He owns the admin operation side of the business, and I own the front-end sales acquisitions training side of the business. And since he's come on, I mean, I'm sure you can see the smile on my face. It's, it's definitely improved all aspects of life, my quality of life, not just at home, but also in business, my health, my mindset. I had time to really focus on my education, growing my investment business, which we're also partners on, as well as growing my coaching practice right now, which is pretty much thriving um, with my coach, Andrew Share at Pillar 9 Coaching. Wow, that's a lot, man. You know, I, I'm always amazed at uh, how businesses flourish once people know, like, how to do things. I mean, that's, that, that's one of the reasons I created Rebus University was because, you know, you, here you went down, you saw Ben Kenny's presentation, you took it and you say, okay, 
you know, now I know how to list houses. You know, let me, let me go out and implement this and, and change my life from a buyer agent to a listing agent, which is, which is brilliant, which I want everybody listening to do because it's the right thing to do. And that's really how you create a lifestyle for yourself. So, so let's get into some nitty gritty here. First of all, like what was your ECI last year, your ego commission income? <laughs> um, so last year it was $294,000 on my w Okay. And what was your profit margin? I'm very profitable because my overhead is very low. So I profited about 190,000 of that 294. Okay. So you spent a hundred grand. So, you know, that's, you know, basically if it was nine, if it was 290, yeah. So about 65% or so 65, 35, something like that. And so like up until recently, it was just all you, right? So first I want to talk to talk to you about that. So take me, what I'm really interested in actually is when you changed from a buyer agent to a listing agent, when you went and you focused and you were confident that you could do listing appointments, take me to that first year. Like, what did you do right away to become a listing agent? Okay, that's a great question. I love talking about this because this is the staple and the foundation of which my business was built upon. Uh, the first thing I did, Andy, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Pat, was hire Andy, um, my coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got him in my head because I was talking to him this morning and he's always in my head whenever I'm thinking about what to do and how to do it best. Um, we coach twice a week now, but at that time it was just once a week. Um, it was in the, in the middle of 2015 that I picked him up. and. Um, we just started going over more so, um, you know, my mindset, my education. Um, I had gotten the listing presentation previous to him and really was plugging into a lot of the audio books. Um, you know, I used to listen to Grant Cardone 10X on the way down to work every single day before I would prospect on the telephone. And he would just get me in the right peak state of consciousness to be able to deal with that rejection, which was inevitably going to come. You know, in comparison to listening to John C. Maxwell, who I love, but you know he's just not the right person to listen to on the way to start your prospecting session. Interesting, because I want to stop there. That's, I think this is important. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like you don't want to listen to yoga workout music, you know, before you're about to do something that requires yourself to be bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to listen to heavy metal or something that's going to bang. You know what I mean? That you're going to run through a wall. So. So you switched from John Maxwell, who's very entertaining and very inspirational regarding leadership and people skills, but you're really, you could say it's people skills, but it's really not people skills, it's persistent skills that you need if you're going to be going into the trenches with FISBOs and expireds. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Like I, like he could, I could relax and I could be at peace and, and possibly even fall asleep sometimes if I'm listening to him because um, he speaks with that late night DJ FM voice and he's, just right. so, he's so soothing. Meanwhile, Grant Cardone's like, it's your duty, it's your responsibility, it's your obligation and priority to go, you know, kick you know what and take massive action. You know, and when you think you've taken enough action, that's when you need to take even more action. Mm. And, you know, I'll be real with you, Pat, you know, my wife and I, you know, we were going through financial difficulty, you know, at that time when I first started embracing prospecting and we had an argument over finances. And I remember, you know, how uncomfortable that was. And I just so happened to get into the car and somebody had already turned me on to Grant Cardone and it was chapter six, uh, 
quit, quit whining and being a little B-I-T-C-H if you catch my drift and take full responsibility for absolutely everything that happens to you. So if there is a situation in your life that you didn't like an encounter and you were miserable with it, there's got to be something that you can do to make sure that that never happens again. And if you know what the answer is, you're ahead of the game. And I knew automatically, Pat, I need to just take listings. As long as I just take a massive amount of listings and build up my inventory, we're never going to have any arguments about finances because I'm always going to have a thriving inventory. So he was my medicine. He was my prescription in the morning on that 45-minute down, drive down to the city. He just put me in that peak state where I knew I was going to have to run through walls. And then once I got into the office, yeah, I did have the music going because that would really get the blood flowing prior to me actually getting into the dial session. Okay. All right. So, and then, so, you know, back to what exactly that you did, you picked up uh, the phone and started calling expireds, right? Correct. Yeah. Expired, expired listings. And, and is there a lot of expired listings in your area right now? Yes. Yes, there actually is. There's a, there's an abundant amount of expired listings in our area in the Baltimore. So why are there expired? Where are you in a buyer's market or a seller's market? That would really depend on which pocket of Baltimore you were referring to, because quite honestly, it does depend. Some areas right now, um, I have listings in a luxury area that are just not moving. You know, We have other listings across the street. They're not moving either. So it's a buyer's market in that area. Whereas if we come out into you know, Baltimore County, um, further out into the county, into Parkville, um, you know, in the county area, it's a seller's market. They can pretty much command top dollar and the properties will move fairly quick. Um, so it's all dependent and, and there's pockets here in Baltimore. So I knew number one though, that it's listings, leads and leverage. So my focus is going after the listings and most of the time they have to go buy another property after I sell theirs. So it's like, you know, two for one, as long as I focus on that listing. All right. And what technologies did you start using right off the bat to, to prospect with? Good question. So just land voice. Land voice is it. I would pay $75 a month and I would literally manually dial. I What's still land voice? What is that? Okay. So land voice is a, a data service where you can buy expired listing um, information. Um, there's other great ones like Mojo and Vulcan. And the yeah, Red a lot X. of people use Vulcan 7 and Mojo. So you opted not to do that. Why? Because I'm very, I'm a very visual person. I have to I have to look at an address and see my sign hanging in that yard before I started making phone calls when I first started. You wanted to feel comfortable that you're just not talking to some random and you don't know anything about the property and, and anything about the, you know, because with that stuff, right, they, they just pick up and, right? Correct. So I like to associate it to ready, aim, fire compared to ready, fire, aim. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. 
That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. With the manual dialing, it's ready, aim, fire. I was looking at which ones I wanted to call, which names I liked, down to you know how many days on market it was on the market for, compared to ready, fire, aim, where I have three lines dialing at the same time, and somebody picks up, and I'm like, whoa, now I got to get my, my bearing straight. Okay, this person's here, but I didn't visualize that conversation happening before they picked up the phone. So it's just different strokes for different folks. You know, Also, texting you can't text when you're on a power dialer. I mean, unless you have that, that technology to do so. So when I knew I got somebody's cell phone, they would pick up with their voicemail. They would say their name. It would, you know, match up with the information I had. I'd shoot them a quick text saying, Hey Pat, um, did you sell one, two, three main street, uh, privately off market, or is that still possibly for sale? Question mark. Thanks, Jonathan. And then I'd include my Zillow profile. So if they clicked on it, they could see I've sold over 65 homes just like theirs. Wow. So, so you cut and paste your Zillow profile right down the text. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause most people, not most people, some people will just never pick up the phone no matter, you know, who calls them if they don't know the number. So for those people, I'm not just going to continue calling them when they don't pick up the phone. I'm just going to shoot them a real quick direct text with my link so they can see I'm a professional and I just so happen to specialize in this area. And if there's any interest whatsoever, you know, they will respond and then you can wow. start engaging. Okay. So, so while you're talking about that, I want to bring something up. So before you got on, you know, I, I did a little stalking like I do with all my guests. I went on Zillow. I started reading your reviews, right? Second review comes up. This dude is like slamming you. He says he, he will never, ever recommend you, never, ever use you and, and just totally bashed you. Like one of those reviews that like completely ruined your day as a real estate agent. And I was, I was expecting to, to see, you know, Jonathan come back and say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry, da 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 But it was interesting what you did, and I, and I think the people can learn from this. Like, how did you handle that guy? You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was an investor that found me on Zillow, and um, I mean, if you notice, he couldn't even spell anything right. That was the one negative review that I got, and I decided to keep it on there. Um, I actually like it because can, my- Can you, can you, you can't remove it anyways, can you? Well, no, he was going to remove it. It's a long story. He, he basically, he, he used staging through my staging company. The, the, there was a squirrel in his house. Long story short, he said he didn't get it out. The squirrel went to the bathroom on the staging, on the staging furniture, and he said he's not going to pay my stager for it. So on another transaction that I sold that another agent didn't get done for him, um, we told him we were going to get a washer and dryer put in if he paid for the staging furniture. Said he would. He ended up not doing it. So I took that money from the washer and dryer, paid my stager, and then he said, "Hey, look, if you give me the thousand dollars that you know you told me you're going to give me for the washer and dryer, I'll remove that Zillow profile review." And instead, so he kind of was extorting you. Basically, yeah. Basically, basically. I mean, and he's a flipper. This is a flipper, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. And, um, you know, I just, you know, my brother came and looked at it with me and we just sat down and gave him a, a real deal response of exactly what happened just so everybody can see the yeah, transparency. I mean, it reminded me of like a Donald Trump uh, sort of response, right? And I think that's a funny, the interesting thing about Trump is that, you know, where people assume that he's going to give this politically uh, 
correct response to things like that's interesting or we'll look into that or whatever. Instead, he's like, well, you, sh- you shouldn't comment about me. You should look at your own city. It's almost in bankruptcy, you know, or, or <laughs> you know what I mean? He like doubled downs on the insult and it's sort of like what you did, right? You went down and said, look, dude, you, you know, you're a clown, you know, you, you screwed me. I didn't screw you, you know? And I, and uh, it was a very aggressive way to handle a Zillow review. And, and I think it was probably the right way, right? Because it shows that, um, you know, you're not weak and that this guy is a clown, right? Absolutely, man. Because exactly- we all get, we all get tough customers, you know? Yeah, and then we, we retract. We go into our show when we get a little bit of negative publicity. And if you look, you know, I have 61, 60 stellar reviews, one negative review. I talked it over with my partner, my brother, and I said, look, I kind of like the, the response. And to be quite honest, I had my brother sit down and, 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 and compose that response. You know, we, you know, both of us were dealing with this gentleman, my brother more so at the end. Him and my brother had a falling out. And it's very hard to have a following out with my brother who does absolute stand-up seller business. So I let him stick it to him, Pat, you know, and I, I, read the, <laughs> I read the review and I said, you know what? I like it so much. I want people to see that we're going to stand up for what's right, no matter what, under any circumstance. And I've also realized that I might not be in alignment to deal with certain clientele and that too is okay because if your morals are not ethical and you're not doing good business and you're just out to get everybody me and you are not going to be a fit to do business together. So I like that up there. Out of the 61 or 60 stellar reviews, there's one negative, and I put that guy back into his place so everybody can see that, wow, this guy must be legitimate. He's got one negative review instead of 61 all cookie-cutter reviews. So I like it up there. <laughs> okay, so um, now you're still calling expireds every, every day. I mean, is that, you know, like how many houses did you sell last year? In the last 12 months, let's say. 58 houses. Okay. And how many of those were expired? 48. All right. So pretty much all of them, right? And did you do any buyers? Yeah, we did some buyer sides, um, but not many. Um, we're doing a lot more now. Uh, the referral business is much more plentiful today than it was six, eight months ago. And um, we're also starting to door knock now, which is something I never did before. And I'm getting really good responses from that. So with the market, you're pretty much di- like like your buyer reviews. I mean, your buyer leads. Are, are you just with 48 listings? You would figure you'd get a lot of ad calls and sign calls and internet leads just as a, a result from them. And some would say, "Hmm, just 10 buyer sales," and that is inclusive of referrals and things. Are you pretty much just? It's almost like you're consciously deciding you know, I'm really focused on listings and I really don't want to deal with buyers. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that I have a team in place, I have one, two licensed agents with me, another one getting his license right now. We'll be able to capitalize on that money falling through the cracks. My primary- But before you just didn't even deal with it. Yeah. I mean, look, if you were a real hot buyer, I have my script, which I take people through over the phone. You know, I invite you into the office. I'm using presuppositions like, you know, luckily, you know, we're on the phone. Let's simply set a time. I can invite you into the office. And then if they didn't want to come in, Pat, I'm going to wish them the best of luck and I'll probably not talk to them again. But they all do follow in to my follow-up all system. So now I have my other agents following up. So I'm expecting double, if not triple, buyer business at the end of 2017 compared to what we had in 2016. Yeah, well, I like it that you you know who you were and that you knew that listings were a much better use of your time than buyers. And uh, because I don't think you would have sold 58 houses 
pretty much by yourself because you didn't start, you didn't add your brother until, you know, less than a year ago. Correct. You wouldn't have done that taking buyers. You just wouldn't have had the time. You wouldn't have been able to, you, your head would have popped off. Correct. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Tell me about how you decided to add Brendan and how you guys decided to split up the money and split up the deals and all that and the responsibilities and all that. Okay, great question. Yeah, so about a year ago, he was in the mortgage business for 16 years. Um, So he was my primary lender. He would do all my buyer deals, which weren't that many, as you know. And, you know, we talk a lot, you know, and he would look at my checks and I would look at his checks. And I know his personality profile is a lot more detail-oriented, more analytical um, than I am. I'm more of a driver, a creator of opportunity, an empire builder, so to speak, and he's more of an empire protector. So the transition was slow. He came on as a, a transaction coordinator. I paid him 300 bucks a file, and then he just made himself irreplaceable. He completely took charge of the transaction. My clients were always calling him instead of calling me, which is precisely what I wanted. So it was just a natural progression into that partnership, which I really, I resisted at first because I didn't feel like me giving up 50% of my business, I'd be able to survive on the amount of business that I was doing when in actuality, it is the total opposite because as a real estate agent, you know, you're pushed in so many different directions. If you don't have somebody designated to the admin business, when your business takes off and you start creating a listing inventory, that cart gets pushed so hard that the wheels fall off. And what had happened is I started getting fired by sellers, Pat. You know, I, I wasn't responsible. I, I forgot about an open house one Sunday. I had three- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And I appreciate you admitting that. The same thing happened to me, actually. I, I was so tired once I fell asleep at a listing appointment. So, uh, you know... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> luckily my partner, Mike Sloan was there, you know, we were doing it together, but, and that's probably one of the reasons I was so, you know, out of it because I didn't, because he was doing all the talking, but you know, um, yeah, you know, shit happens, right? I mean, so, so you forgot about an open house. What was that like? That was horrible. It was so gut wrenching. I was actually, um, I was on my way to my coach's house for a meeting in Pennsylvania and rightfully so because my seller called me and she said, Jonathan, are, are you are you at the house? I mean, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. No. And I didn't even know what to say. I just said, I'm so sorry. It was the most gut-wrenching feeling because I had never forgotten about an open house. 
this one just got away from me. I forgot to put it onto the calendar. I had three other opens already and I had other agents that were holding them open for me. So when I went up to my coach's house in Pennsylvania, all we did was work on those systems um, so I could make sure that, you know, I had action plans and templates, you know, from when I set an appointment to when I took a listing to when the listing went um, active, when it was pending, and then when it closed, I created all those systems so this wouldn't happen again. And then bringing that transaction coordinator into play really saved me from ever going through that ever again. Horrible feeling. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> Tell me about your coach and uh, what you guys talk about and what you do together and who is it? So my coach is Andrew Share with Pillar 9 Coaching. Um, we started about two years ago now. And the first three, four months of us coaching, he really went to work more so on my, on my personal life, on my relationships with my wife or my family, my health, my mindset, my education, because he already knew I was a successful communicator. I was already taking listings. I just didn't know how to manage my life. It was just a whirlwind. I was just on this roller coaster of getting listings, and then I had to stop getting listings and manage them, and then my inventory would go down, and then I would you know, have no business, and then I have to lead gen all over again, and I was just tired of getting on that roller coaster ride. So I asked him, through scripting, I met him through Aaron Wittenstein, um, Lead Gen Scripts and Objections page, and Andy and I just started as scripting partners, and he was by far the hardest role play partner I had ever had. He would just kick my ass over the phone to the point where I would have chest palpitations before I got on calls with him because I was so nervous. It was like so was he would just, he basically gave you the scripts and then he role played them with you on coaching calls. Correct. Well, he wasn't a coach at that point, right? At that point, we were, we were just buddies that were scripting and role-playing, and he was really still a lender. And then because he helped me so much, I, I remember one night I had a couple beers, and I was just like, I need a coach. And you know, I didn't have a 1000 bucks to spend on you know, any other coaches that were being offered at that time. And I had the personal relationship, so I, I said, you know, bro, will you be my coach? It was almost like I was asking him out on a date, like to be my, you know, <laughs> it was so nerve wracking. And he I was say like, you? Yeah, I'm kind of at that point too with, um, with building my companies. You know what I mean? Like I've talked to a couple of people on the phone and I'm like, hmm, I hang up and I'm like, damn, I should have paid for that call. Maybe I can call him back and offer him <laughs> some money next time if I have more questions. Yeah, man, that's exactly what it was. This guy had something that I knew I needed and I asked him to be my coach. And from that point on, that's when it started. And today, I mean, he's got a thrive, one of the fastest growing real estate coaching practices out there. Um, and he's, he's almost booked, I think, you know, 21 to one coaches. He's got some hybrid coaching programs. I'm now one of his coaching uh, um, coaches and I'm taking on a couple of new clients and doing the hybrid group coaching. So it's amazing because the, the platform in which, which we use is really geared towards real estate agents to help establish certain habits and disciplines, mindsets and beliefs that as long as you take that action on a daily basis, we're not tying our success to results. The results yeah. just come. So it's pretty powerful. So, okay. So Brendan, you know, he handles all the back end stuff and, and you're the, you're the art. He's a science. You're the guy that's out there just getting it, getting it, bringing in leads, prospecting, going out, nailing the, the, the listings, bringing them back. Right now you said, Hey, you know, let's start building a team, you know? And, and so number one, how do you have time to, to, to bring on a team and build a team? How do you have time to train them? You know, what accountability type of things you have in place? Tell me about going from that transition. Gotcha. Okay. So 
you know, 60% of real estate is the admin side of the business anyway. Mm. 40% of it is sales. So really all I have to do now is just do what I enjoy doing, do what my strengths are, which is to prospect over the phone, influence people to take action and influence and train my team, which you're right. It's very hard to do all of the training yourself. So coincidentally, I actually utilize your courses, Rebus University. Brennan actually just graduated the CLA course. Um, so now we're role-playing that listing presentation nice. together. Yeah, man. And honestly, he's sharper than I am. So now I'm considering going back in and, and taking that 19-hour certification because um, he's blowing my mind with certain you know, mannerisms and, and things that he's saying. So that really alleviates a lot of the responsibility and look, I know um, there's other courses that I've, I've been meaning to check out that you came out with, with the, the outbound listing agent. So look, and, and I know it's proven successful. And if I don't have the time, I'm going to use the next best resource. You know, if I don't have, you know, the best tool, I use the next best tool, which, you know, is myself. But, you know, right now, you know, to you utilize a professional like yourself who's interviewing other folks, it's invaluable. So, and we're masterminding those classes after we're done. Um, so that's what we do. Um, my schedule in the morning is, you know, a coach call on Tuesdays and Fridays from eight to nine. Then from nine to eleven, I'm prospecting with my guys. You know, we're in the trenches together. I'm making the calls. They're making. Is the that calls. every day? Every single day, Monday through Friday. And the two agents you hired have to do that with you? Well, they're right out there. They're right out. So when my doors open, I can hear them. Um, for the first half hour, them. that's part of the deal, right? Hey, welcome. Welcome to my team. Here's here's how it works. This is this is our schedule, and then you just tell them that that's what they got to do, right? I mean, yeah, I mean it's given, right? Or else don't don't come work to me. Go work for somebody else who's softer. Exactly. Look, I've made the mistake before just to work with anybody and everybody, and now that I have clear mission, vision, and values, it's easy to hire into those values. Like my values right now are every day. And quickly, the values are the actionable steps that we take, you know, to accomplish the mission and the vision, which is why our business is in existence. So I know if they're not learning-based, if they're not seeking new ways to learn, think, grow, develop, mastermind, and train, you know, we could be friends, maybe, most likely not, but we're definitely not going to be in alignment to do business together. I don't care if you sell 100 homes a year. If you're in that fixed mindset where you're done growing, you're definitely not going to be in alignment for us to do business together. So that's the way we hire in. I'm looking for growth-minded individuals, and they're very much into studying. They embrace you know, the lessons and the, success and, uh, the, the people that are successful that have come before us because um, there's no reason to recreate the wheel. It's already been laid out before us. All you have to do is follow it, and then you experience the success yourself. Love it. Love it. Listen, let's, let's wrap this up, Jonathan, with our flagship question. And I, I sort of know what the answer is going to be, but that is this. Uh, if I took you and I put you on a, a deserted island, now on this island, you know, there's commerce. People are buying and selling real estate. They're buying and selling everything, right? And I put you on there with 10, and let's just say 10 agents, just like you. Uh, everybody gets $1,000, a laptop, computer, and a cell phone. The one thing you have in common with the nine other agents is nobody knows anyone else. Every, uh, let's just say, I'll give you guys 90 days. Whoever sells the most houses after 90 days gets $2 million. How are you going to win that $2 million? Okay. Can I hire the other nine agents? <laughs> well, you got a thousand bucks. I mean, it's going to be hard <laughs> to hire them, but you could try. Yeah. Okay, and cool. They, so they, know they won't win the money. So. So, I mean, my, my main focus would be to switch that uh, end goal 
end result of a transaction into a relationship. Um, it's almost like the sales funnel. We, we switch that into what's called a relationship funnel. So I would learn how to clearly and concisely communicate my value to every potential real estate client that, hey, look, you know, my end result is not a real estate transaction. It's more the relationship that I'm after. So I'm going to provide the value upfront without any expectation of what I receive in return regardless of whether we ever get to do business. So truly, if, if we don't do business today, six months or six years from now, Mr. Seller or Mr. Buyer, it's really of no importance because my goal is to provide the value up front without any strings attached. And as a result of me doing so, I just so happen to sell a lot of houses. I have a thriving business and I'm just going to continue to pay that forward. And the chances are, if I'm doing that authentically, you're probably not going to forget my name when you're ready to sell your property, um, which I, you know, if they said they're not ready right now, I'll compliment them and I'll say, hey, Pat, you said six, eight months down the road, you're going to be ready. Who else do you know that's really great like you that might enjoy working with me that could use my help in the next three, six or 12 weeks? So that's my angle is really coming from that contribution without the expectation of what I'm going to receive in return. And as a byproduct of me doing so, the business just comes. So it's, it's, a, it's a small distinction. It's a paradigm shift of chasing transactions versus chasing relationships. Mm. I love that. I love that. I remember some guy, you know, told me early on when I was creating these the Real Estate Rockstar podcasts and Rebus University, he said, don't think about making a million dollars. He said, think about, think about giving away a million dollars of value. Mm. Yeah, that, that is by for far yeah. for free. Because as a result, the business is just going to come around to you. And then if they are thinking about working or selling their property, they're going to do business with you because they know that you're not just looking at them as a dollar sign. You're looking at them as a relationship, somebody that's going to eventually advocate on, on your behalf. Very powerful. Yeah. No, this is awesome. And so, Jonathan, as you know, everybody that comes on the show gives a free gift, a PDF that we put in a toolbox. And then anybody, any, any of our listeners go in and they can get this treasure chest of, of things or this toolbox of things. And it, uh, you wrote down that uh, you have a PDF of your secrets to success in prospecting and your secret to success in negotiating the work-life blend. Tell me about that, and uh, we'll put that on in Jonathan's show notes, and we'll also put it in the toolbox. Okay, so it's right here. It's called an ascension, an ascension tracker. So I have certain goals and promises that I've made for myself and my business, one, three, five, ten years, but I really just focus on the one, and if I have a goal, whether, you know, whether it's to um, you know, take my family to Hawaii in one year, I break that goal down over 12 months over exactly what I have to do in the real estate business to get my family to Hawaii. So it's pretty simple. It's just an organization tracker where you can break those goals down into your daily habits and disciplines that you have to accomplish in order to push that needle further into the area of you actually getting to Hawaii. And most of us operate, you know, without that compass. We don't have that clarity on what is needed on a day-by-day -day basis in order for you to accomplish those promises. So, you know, it's not tying yourself to the results or the, or the end outcome. It's more the daily habits, your systems for living. Am I waking up every day expressing gratitude and journaling my promises on what I want? Am I going to the gym and running three miles a day? Am I getting the quality time in with my family? Am I doing my green time? Am I prospecting for two hours every single day and doing my follow-up every single day for one hour? 
that's super important. So I know if I miss that two days out of the week, chances are I probably didn't get the same results the week prior if I did it five days. Um, you know, am I doing one-on-ones with each team member? Am I doing my team meetings? Am I having seven hours of sleep every single night? All those things, they habit stack on top of the next habit that all add up into that end result. So it's And you got it right there. And I like how you have it right there on your desk. So you're looking at it all the time. Yeah, man. You know, and I have my calendar every single day on my desk also. So I knew exactly what I got going on today. I revisit that the night before. I have my goals. I have my targets. I have my morning gratitude, which I express before I even take my first sip of coffee, which puts me in the right mindset. And I'm journaling my promises down. And at the end of the day, I'm going to journal my lessons and my wins for the day, as well as my evening gratitude before I go to sleep. And that goes all the way into what I'm reading tonight, what I'm journaling on tonight. So I'm very focused on, you know, what's going to get me to where I'm going. And I don't track the results. I don't track the outcomes. I just track whether or not I did what I was supposed to do or not that day. And I hold myself accountable to that. And magically, the results just show up. That's awesome, dude. Well, listen, Jonathan, thanks so much for coming on. I'm definitely going to put that Ascension tracker on hybendigital.com backslash Jonathan Kirk. Hybendigital.com backslash Jonathan Kirk. Or you can get the Ascension tracker and everything else in the toolbox. Just go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text toolbox to 444-999. Jonathan, this has been awesome, brother. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, next time I'm in the Baltimore area, we'll get together and break some bread. I'd love to, man. Looking forward to it, Pat. Appreciate you very much, my friend. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.